give it a safe space and watch the spirit unfold. Flower, blossom, blossom. Listen as the heart speaks freely within a space of unconditional love. No fear here, just love. And the courage to voice your highest truth, nothing to prove, everything to be in every way authentic. Speaking your heart without limits. Speak your heart. Welcome to Be The Vibe Radio, and if you are tuning in for the first time, welcome. My name is Chris Sun. I am the hostess and the content creator for Be The Vibe Radio. We're located out of Atlanta, Georgia. And a little bit about myself, I am the owner of Simbi's Conjure and Therapeutic Vibrations. I am an initiated Lukumi priest, teacher, published author, medium, espiritista, and crystal connoisseur. So I'm excited that you're joining us today or this evening, whenever you're listening to this podcast. And I'm actually super excited uh, to talk about tonight's topic, um, because it's it's something I've kind of been wanting to talk about for a while. And there's some recent um, things that have come up that make it very necessary to talk about (laughs) this topic for the evening. So today's topic is a question of syncretism and mixing spiritual practices. Now, why this topic? Um, Well, mainly because it's something that definitely needs to be talked about, um, especially with a lot of the things that I have observed going on within uh, spiritual circles. But recently, (laughs) there was something that came across my desk, um, an event going on, of course, in Atlanta, Georgia. Um, called a trap misa okay so there's this video floating around of this ifa priestess i guess who is throwing this event um for halloween called a trap misa now i as somebody who is a practicing spiritist who actually hosts misas i have no idea what a trap misa is okay um i can't vouch for that (laughs) um that's outside the scope of the traditional um spiritist um practices i guess but the this but okay you know you got this priestess who's throwing this trap misa and you know according to her it is an event Halloween weekend with the DJ and there's supposed to be some rituals for your ancestors and you know she mentioned Dia de los Muertes and um <clears throat> which I'm gonna <laughs> talk about that a little bit more a little bit later. Um but she mentioned that. So I guess it's like something like a misa with the DJ and then it's like a costume party and you know, it's just a lot going on, right? All these different things going on. And I, my whole thing is, and she's charging 300 a pop. So I'm like, okay, well, clearly I'm in the wrong uh, line of work. Because um, I know we don't we don't charge for our misas. So if she can go around and get 300 a pop, you know, clearly we're doing something wrong. But, um, or right. Um, but that's not the topic of this tonight's conversation. Um, but... You know, my whole thing about it is if if you're going to just, if you're having a Halloween party, sis, just say that. <laughs> just say you're doing a Halloween party and you're charging 300 a person. Like, all this other stuff that's being thrown in there. Um, and it's a perfect example of 
just how ridiculous it's gotten with these mixing of practices, right? And that is not the only example of that. Um, there's this other priestess, again, out of Atlanta, Georgia, which I'm like, oh, God, what's what's going on in the water in here, in the air? Like, uh, but there's this other priestess, um, and I say that loosely, by the name of Aset Ra Amin. And it's interesting. I've been following her for a while. Um, when I first, you know, she's, she's pretty popular on YouTube. She's got a lot of different videos. And she's got videos from, like, a few years ago. And when I first found her on YouTube, she mainly was just a um, a Wiccan witch. You know, she's this black witch um, that was speaking a lot about just, um, you know, the the just the basics of the Wiccan craft, um, demonology, just different things like that. And then, uh, you know, I kind of stopped. You know, I just kind of fell off of her, her channel because I wasn't really watching YouTube videos a lot after a while and then i started seeing things circulating recent content of hers where now she's talking about Apollo, and now she's talking about uh obia being an obia priestess and apollo this and a you know and doing this stuff with arisha and you know she <laughs> she's not initiating any of these things um but she and she and she will admit that you know she openly blatantly admits that she's not admitted in, um, initiated in any of these practices. But according to her, you don't have to be initiated. You could just do these practices, which was not true, you know, and that's, I'm going to save that for a whole different podcast episode on the topic of initiation. But my issue with her is, you know, she's got these videos where she's teaching you how to build these pots and build these things. And she's mixing, you know, an Ogun pot with, with Palo, uh, sticks and doing this and the, that and the, and, you know, and then talking about, uh, astrology with, with, with Arisha and, and then all the while maintaining that you don't have to be initiated to, to, to work with these different, uh, you know, uh, spirits or, or energies. And so it's like, she's not initiated anything. She's mixing these practices. And then she's doing these YouTube videos where she's supposedly teaching other people how to do this stuff. And it's, it's dangerous. It's just completely dangerous. Um, you know, there's, oh God, so many other examples, you know, just these, these mixing of practices, you know, Baba Laos, initiating folks in Paulo, my own bay, which is definitely not kosher. Um, Baba Laos are, strictly supposed to be only um doing things within the the realm of ifa you know and the cult of arumala so that's a whole other thing there's a lot of things that these babalaos are doing that they're they really should or shouldn't be or that are they're prohibited from doing based off of their own covenant with the rumala and just their vows to ifa so there's that going on um and on top of the fact that Paula Mayombe and Ifa, or even Paulo and, and Ocha are two completely different practices, different cultures, different belief systems, different technology. And I see those get mixed a lot. Um, so, you know, you got that, you've got Baba Lao's giving warriors, which is, you know, that's another thing that's not really done um, in, in, in Ifa. Um, you got Wiccans practicing hoodoo, <sighs> you know, you've got folks using tarot to determine guardian Orishas, which, you know, Orisha does not speak through tarot. There's another guy on 
YouTube that does these live readings where he uses tarot cards. I guess it might be the Risha deck. I don't know where he's using that to, to, to so-called call down people's guardian Arishas. And it's like, Arisha doesn't speak through tarot. That's two completely different systems. You know, you're talking about a, a comedic Kabbalic system in tarot um, with undertones of the secret societies of you know, um, the order of the, of the dawn and, um, some of these other, um, occultist secret societies from Europe, <laughs> you know, in the 15 and 1600s that have shaped tarot, these folks didn't know nothing about no damn Orishas. So Orisha has its own, Ocha has its own divination system that they speak through. But again, I'm seeing these things, you know, on, on social media. Um, you know, people mixing comedic and Arisha practice. Um, people talking about there's a correlation between chakras and the Arishas and that each chakra is, is governed by a particular Arisha, which, you know, we're talking about chakra system. That is, um, that is, comedic but also you know southeast asian in in its um origins and you know arisha is not <laughs> so it's just like so it's like the more that you know we kind of get out like the more that things are being brought out in the forefront with um spirituality like as far as just us having access to things you know, what things being on the websites and things being on um, the internet, you got, you know, these people on social media, TikTok and Instagram that, you know, are putting more information out there. The more that you're seeing that happening, the less accurate information is being put out there about these practices. And then there's a belief that a false belief that you can mix these practices. Um, so, that is why we're talking about this today. So in order to understand better why this is even a problem, we have to dig back and, and understand where this, why this occurs, like where it even comes from. And really the whole idea of mixing practices or secretism is a, it's, it's more prevalent in the diasporic practices um, so you see it more in, um, you know, Palomayomba, you see it more in Lukumi, you see it more in Haitian voodoo, and you see it more in, in, um, you know, hoodoo and some of these, and, and, uh, New Orleans voodoo and a lot of these other, um, diasporic, uh, religious or spiritual technologies, right? And the reason why it was necessary is because it's, it's, it was necessary for, our ancestors to be able to mix and absorb other practices into our own in order to, for those practices to survive. So essentially without that mixing or that, that, that syncretism, a lot of these traditions, the diasporic religious traditions would not have made it and survived all these hundreds of years on this continent. So it was necessary for survival and evolution, right? You don't really see a, a mixing of practices in the African traditions. Um, 
you do see a little bit recently with Ifa doing um, performing some certain rites that are exclusive or are culturally to Lukumi, but for the most part, you don't you're not going to see that because you know the African traditional religions have a different vein of history than the diasporic traditional religions, right? So that's kind of where it started. <clears throat> the other thing is to understand, um, you know, what syncretism is. You have to, we have to define the word, right? So according to the dictionary, syncretism is the combination of different religions, cultures, or schools of thought, okay? Um, so... You know, it is basically a hodgepodge of beliefs <laughs> or a hodgepodge of, of practices, to put it simply, right? Um, but more so when you kind of dive into it further, it's an integrative tool, okay? And But in order to integrate something, you have to fully understand it before you integrate, and that's the disconnect. That's the disconnect. So it's almost like people are observing these practices on a surface level, and they're saying, well, in Haitian voodoo, they mix the Catholic saints with the Lua, and because they're mixing that, it's okay to just mix and 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 give offerings to Dantor at this at the cemetery the way I do give offerings to Oya. <laughs> you know, so people see like a, a, a surface level example of what's going on with these practices, and because they see that mixing of practices without understanding the history and why those occur, they just use it as a justification to just continue to mix the practices, but there's no real full understanding and there's no integration, right? Because there's no understanding. So this is the reason why this is occurring and becoming more of a prevalent thing. The other reason why <clears throat> is because of the secrecy of these practices, right? So because, I mean, yes, there's a lot out there, uh, social media, YouTube videos, whatever, books and things like that. But for those who are really into the practices, you know that you don't get the mysteries through those means. You get the mysteries through working with your elders, you know, getting um, these rites passed down orally um, or hands-on that a lot of these books are one-sided or they are, um, or in, of course, intentionally missing information because these are secret societies. You know, they, you, they're going to put out information that is the basics, but they're not going to, no book, no spiritual book on any of these practices is going to give you the ins and outs of that practice, you know, because that falls out of alignment with certain agreements that, you know, priests and priests and priestesses have with the spirits of those practices. So you can read all the books you want and watch all the YouTube channels you want, but you're not going to get everything. Um, which is a blessing because it protects the practices, but then it's also a hindrance because due to the secrecy, you know, and the fact that people, you have a lot of people who don't want to go through the proper channels to really dive into these practices. People are just making up shit and no one is, there's a lot less people able to actively or effectively call bullshit on it than people who, you know, can't. Because for the most part, these practices are shrouded in secrecy and people don't know what's, what's what. 
So if you if if you know like it's if it's wide scale that you don't know a certain that certain thing you're ignorant on some people are ignorant of something or they don't know how something is supposed to go they're not going to question you know they're not going to question you know whether or not something is else is being thrown in the mix that's not supposed to be you know so the secrecy is a big issue um within these practices and why we're having a mixing of things um and then ignorance and entitlement you know, ignorance and entitlement because, you know, again, you know, people don't understand how these things work. And a lot of these diasporic or African practices are foreign to our colonized way of thinking, you know. So, you know, yes, people of color, we are very much colonized in our way of thinking. And I didn't really see how much until I started practicing these things because I started seeing how people feel entitled to just go forth and just snatch something and say, I'm doing this now without going through the proper channels. Like you would never go to a Catholic church and because you've been to mass a few times and you know, the Lord's prayer and the litanies and the Hail Marys that then now you're like, now nah, I'm a, I'm a priest, I'm a Catholic priest and now I can get up and I can perform these Catholic rites. You know, nobody does that. Nobody goes to a Baptist church or these Christian churches or these Jewish churches and say, okay, now that I know how to, or the, the Islamic temples and say, now that I know how to recite the Quran, <laughs> now I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a leader. Or now that I know Hebrew or whatever, now I can recite, now I can be a rabbi. You know, like those are institutions that are more respected in the Western culture because those are seen as more legitimate religions. But a lot of people don't understand that Lukumi, Santeria, Haitian Voodoo, Palomayombe, these are actual religions with active clergy. And so if people really understood that, if there was less ignorance around that and less entitlement, then you wouldn't see all these people deciding that they're going to go do priestly things in these traditions without going through the proper training. You would never go in and say that you're a rabbi without going through the training of being a rabbi. You would never go and just decide that you're going to head a Catholic church and do Catholic rites and take confessions without going through the proper channels of that. You know what I'm saying? So why is it different for these African practices? And the, again, it's the, the colonized way of thinking, um, the lack of respect for these practices, and just overall ignorance and entitlement. So again, just to recap, you know, the, the reason why the mixing of practices is seen is because there already is a culture or foundation of it for these practices. But you know, there's a lack of understanding as to why that even occurred or why that still occurs. Um, there's also the level, the question of secrecy, you know, being a hindrance to these practices as well as people's ignorance and entitlement. So with that, um, I'm gonna let y'all marinate on that for a second while we take a quick commercial break. When I first started Therapeutic Vibrations and made it an online business, I never thought about a brick and mortar, but as my customer base grew, so did the request for a physical store. And from there sprung the vision for Simbi's Conjure Shop, but I didn't want to open just any metaphysical store. 
I wanted Simbi's Conjure to be a representation of Black Southern spiritual practices. And that's exactly what I created. Simbi's Conjure is the only hoodoo shop in Atlanta and features herbs, crystal conjure oils, spiritual baths, wellness teas, books, incense, and more. So come see us at Simbi's Conjure for all of your hoodoo and metaphysical needs. We are located inside the International Discount Mall at 4140 Jonesboro Road, Forest Park, Georgia. All right, we are back and let's continue this discussion, shall we? So what I want to get into now is a question of like, why, why don't we want to mix practices? Like, why is this not a good idea? And for me, it's kind of like obvious, um, but you know, I'm speaking from somebody who has been in spirituality for a very long time and on this path for a really long time. Um, so there's a lot of, I've been exposed to a lot of elders, a lot of studying, a lot of experience, um, that has, you know, granted me the ability to see clearly and discern why it's not a good idea to mix practices. So, um, but I just want to lay it out for, for those of you who it just, you know, may not understand why we shouldn't do that. Okay. So the first thing is that, you know, when, when you mix different spiritual practices, it shows a lack of understanding and overall ignorance, okay? Um, You have to understand that a lot of these spiritual practices um, are cultural. They have a history. um, They have a social, um, they have a cultural, ethnic um, history and ancestry behind them that backing them. And a lot of times those practices, their, their, their history or their, their backing don't, don't mesh. They don't align. Um, for example, this is the reason why Wicca and Hoodoo don't mix because Hoodoo is a Southern African American, um, pretty much a slave based practice. Whereas Wicca is British. It's, it's not just European. It comes specifically from Great Britain, from the UK. Um, so when you talk about the obviousness of, you know, Wiccan practitioners being of European descent versus, you know, Hoodoo practitioners being of African slave descent, already you're seeing a a, a lack of, of alignment between that you know, um, down to, I mean, just in anything, you know, and this is, this is what I've learned and what I've observed is that a lot of times, you know, people will dive into these practices without even understanding the history behind them or the culture behind them. And, um, you know, again, it shows a lack of understanding and overall ignorance. Um, Another reason why you don't want to mix practices is that um, each system of practice is its own technology. You know, it is a valid spiritual technology, each of these practices, right? Every spiritual practice is its own technology, even down to Abrahamic religions are their own technology. You know, that's the reason why there's rites and rituals. Every ritual, every rite, every spell, every prayer, every song is a a form of technology and there's a rhyme and reason behind it. Um, And it exists within its own system. And, you know, so 
how would I explain, you know, how would I be, have a good example of that? Okay. For example, you know, I'm, I'll use hoodoo because that's my background, um, is with hoodoo In hoodoo, there is specific, um, herbs that we use that are only used in hoodoo based off of our own specific technology. So in, in hoodoo more than any other practice, you'll see the use of roots, um, herbs more than, than, you know, flower herbs or loose leaf herbs. Um, and then even in hoodoo, you'll see certain herbs that are not used in, in any other practice for anything, you know, like high John root is, is one example. Jezebel root is another that you only see in hoodoo. And again, these are all roots, you know, that's the whole foundation of hoodoo is using things that are, are, um, come from underground because from underground or from the earth is, is our connection to the ancestors. It's, it's the, that's why conjure people are, we call ourselves root workers. Um, you don't see other practices calling themselves root workers or relying heavily on rooted herbs for their technology. So that's just another example. Um, I mentioned earlier about um, tarot as a divination system versus um, the Dilogun that's used in, in, in the Risha pra- you know, practice um, and or even in spiritism where a lot of times when we divine in spiritism, we just use a glass of water and a, and a candle and a cigar to divine. We don't use anything else because the spirits that we use in spiritism will speak through those methods. Um, but spirit guides won't speak through, through carry shells through the Dilagoon system. Spirit guides won't, well, depending on the type of spirit guide, um, they may or may not speak through tarot, you know? So each of these is its own particular system. And it's almost like if you have um, a system of math and a system of English, and you're trying to merge the two and they're completely two different subjects. Um, that's essentially what people are, are attempting to do when they try to combine practices. Um, so, you know, you have to respect them as, as their own system and their own, they're their own complete system. There's no gaps. There's no holes. They don't need to be filled in by something else. You know, and, you know, I guess a lot of people feel like they need to try to do that. Um, maybe because, of, you know, they're trying something and it's not working for them or, you know, they feel like it should be more. Or, again, it goes into that ignorance and lack of understanding. So they're feeling like, OK, well, I got to do this and I got to add that because I'm not seeing that this is a complete system, you know. Um, but no, don't don't get don't get it twisted. You know, each of these is its own complete system and they don't need, they don't need help. They don't need help from anything else. Okay. Another reason why you don't want to mix practices is because it's offensive to the spirits that govern those practices, you know, um, (laughs) you know, again, you have to think about alignment and energies and, you know, some spirits, don't mesh well or don't mix with other certain spirits or other certain energies. Um, And again, it goes back to the ignorance and the entitlement, you know, um, because a lot of times people get into these practices and they don't even consider 
the spirits that are working within these practices. They don't even, you know, a lot of people think that when they get into this, that all this magic and all this manifesting happens on their own. And it's like, no, like there's spiritual backing behind this. You know, you got ancestors, you got your spiritual court, you got the spirits that govern these different practices. And it's like a slap in the face to these particular spirits when you are dipping and dabbing in, 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 in multiple things, trying to bring that into this this one practice. You know what I'm saying? So I'll give you an example of, the, of something that happened. So um, several years ago, I had um, some, some, it was a group um, of, of, of peers, um, other like practitioners that were all kind of living in the same house in Vegas. And each of them was kind of into their own thing. So they they operated like a coven where they would do prayer calls and kind of get together for certain rituals, but each came with their own background. So one of them was like Muslim, you know, the other one, you know, prayer warrior, the other one, um, you know, also prayer, you know, warrior, more of in the Christian aspect of things. Um, Another one was supposed to have been, you know, um, uh, an Abarisha in the in the in the Arisha, you know, the Ocha or Lukumi tradition. But also, she was into some comedic stuff, um, working with like Sekhmet and whatever. And you know, so each of them was coming in with like their own spiritual technology, right? And they were living together in this one house, and they decided that they wanted to do a ritual to get. Um, to manifest a new house, like a bigger house. So they get together, they do this ritual, and they they don't focus on just one technology. They Each of them brought their own thing into the ritual. So one of them was doing like Islamic prayers. The other one was calling on Oya and Sekhmet. The, another one was, you know, doing prayers, Christian prayers, and they were all channeling this these different practices into this one ritual well then uh you know that same night or maybe the next night the house burned down there was a random fire and the house that they were in burned down and they were just i mean so they they the ritual did what it was supposed to do in the sense of you know, it put them in the position to have to move, but it displaced them. You know, they lost their their things. Um, you know, luckily nobody got hurt, nobody got killed, but you know, um, but it, you know, it 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 served as an example of what happens when you mix practices and then you're calling on all of these different deities within the same ritual. And then there's a certain, what ends up happening essentially is, is chaos magic. Oya is not segment. You know what I'm saying? And then you think about, um, you know, in the Lukumi tradition, um, there are disconnects between the diasporic practices and North African influences because a lot of the um, Arabics so or the North Africans sold a lot of the West Africans and the Central Africans into slavery. So you have those spirits, <laughs> you know, so you got one girl doing Muslim, you know, stuff in this ritual and another girl doing, um, calling on, on spirits that, that, or, you know, Orishas or deities that may not even be, um, that are not necessarily, um, friendly towards, 
the 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 Muslim influence because a lot of the Muslims were were, were slave trade were, were had direct hand in the slave trade um you know so and there you know so there's that's a, a prime example you know a prime example of a situation where you had a mixing of practices and specifically a mixing of calling on all these these different deities into one space, into one ritual, and then resulting in, yes, you, you know, you have the opportunity to move into another house, but it's at the expense of the house you're in burning down. So this is a true fucking story. True, 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 true story. So again, that goes back to what I was saying about understanding the history of these practices that you're in. You know, um, you know, a lot of, especially the diasporic um, practices, a lot of those spirits are not going to respond to um, a white influence because these spirits are specifically born out of um, the uh, practices of enslaved Africans. So they're not going to respond to a, a, a white person or a white practice or being meshed in or or um, combined with the white practice. And I'm just using that, you know, as an example. There are some um, exceptions, but again, you're only going to, it's, it's, well, for one, it's rare, but then two, you're only going to get those exceptions if you understand the background and the history of what you're working with and you've properly integrated and you have enough skill and experience to be able to possibly throw another thing in with what you're working with. But for the most part, you just don't want to do that, right? Um, so that's an example of, of how it could be offensive to spirit. Um, another reason why you don't want to mix practices is because it's just laziness. It's just lazy. Um and the reason why I say that is because, again, if you're mixing practices, you're, you're most likely have not studied what it is that you're doing. You're most likely just found, a, a, you know, some information on the book or in, on the website or from your favorite YouTube or TikTok person. You decided, let me just try that. And you haven't really, um, you know, studied or or mastered what it is that you're attempting to do. And so you're just going the easy way, way out. You know, I, I've noticed that a lot of people who mix practices are, it's because they're lazy. They don't want to be trained. They don't want to deal with elders. They don't want to get initiated. They don't want to take the time to study and truly learn what it is that they're, they're working with. They want to just be able to throw a spell together, throw everything together and then make something pop off. And then that goes into my next point, because what ends up happening is, you know, you don't, when you, when you mix practices, most often what you're trying to do is not even working. You know, you have a spell that didn't even, that didn't even manifest, um, because you did too much. Let me tell you, a lot of times people feel like you have to do all these elaborate ceremonies and call on 20 different spirits in order to make, to manifest, you know, a, a, a pair of shoes or something. So yeah, I mean, I'm just saying that arbitrarily, but you know, people want to call in all the big guns to manifest the simplest of things because, um, you know, they feel like that it's, it's you. It, the more elaborate and the more you call in, the more likely that your spell is going to work. And that's not true. You know, I've manifested things, you know, like I've always said to people, you'd be surprised at what you can accomplish with 
a glass of water and a prayer. Um, a lot of my altars are very simple. You know, a lot of my spells are like two ingredients. Um, so a lot of my oils, a lot of my um, candle work, you know, is sometimes I don't even dress a candle. You know, sometimes I am just lighting it and saying a prayer or making an oil with one or two ingredients or, you know, like so. But a lot of people, for whatever reasons, feel like you have to have this whole elaborate thing. And the more you toss on there, the the better it is. And that's definitely not the case. Um, and And why it's not the case is because really at the end of the day, the more that you're throwing in and, and mixing, the more you are showing. It basically shows a lack of confidence in your own abilities. You know, like if, like, for example, I brought up the priestess, um, Ra, you know, I said, Amen, whatever her name is, and how she was on YouTube trying to show people how to do a pot for Ogun, but it had like Ogun stuff in it. And it, I mean, and again, she's not, it wasn't a legitimate warrior pot at all. Okay. I'll just say that. But then she was talking about giving him this and giving him that. And then she had the Apollo sticks in there and, you know, the, you know, this, 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 um, and Kesey statue and all this crazy shit. And I'm thinking to myself, well, if you have a solid Ogun pot, why do you need to add all this stuff from a whole different practice, a whole different religion? You know, I, if, if I'm going to my Ogun pot, I only need to go to him <laughs> and I, I'm not going to go to Ogun and then turn around and go to my Santa Muerte for the same thing and then turn around and go to my one, one of my spirit guides at my Boveda for the very same thing. Because one that's showing that I have a lack of trust in my Ogun or in, you know, or with whatever I'm doing. So if, if I really believe in truly what it is that I'm doing, I'm going to go to my own goon, make that offering, ask for what it is that I need, and I'm walking away and I'm leaving it to him. And it's the same thing when you do spell work or you do hoodoo or just whatever else that you're practicing. It's like, if you know that you're going to do a spell, you know, for one thing, um, in this one particular practice, which would be, you know, whatever it is that you're practicing, why would you need to do that and then throw in a bunch of other stuff from a different practice to, 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 to make it all one big, huge thing? It's because you don't trust your own abilities. And that's really what it boils down to a lot of this mixing. You know, a lot of these people who are doing these mixing and practices because they don't have a solid foundation and because they don't have a solid background, um, they know in their heart of hearts that what, they're, what they are is not legitimate. So then they feel like they have to toss in all these extra bells and whistles because they know that they don't have the proper training and the, and the proper knowledge and the proper integration and the proper license to do what it is that they're doing. Right. Um, but if you were to just study and learn and take your time and integrate and educate yourself and, you know, pick one thing at a time, then you wouldn't need to, to do you know, a hoodoo spell with some Wiccan herbs and, you know, some, some New Orleans voodoo, um, stuff and, <laughs> you know, and then, and then go to the, and then go to the river to ask Oshun for the, for all the same favors, like, <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, those are the reasons why you don't, you don't want to mix practices. 
So let's take a quick break. I know that was a lot to digest. Serenades of sunsets can't rewrite regrets, simplify concepts, or erase the debt of gratitude. When you're too low in your attitude to charge a latitude, you feel like food. And I bet you're thinking that you lost your way. Brain full of thoughts, but not a word to say. Too caught up in the world to have the urge to pray. So you splurge and you purge your life away. There's a better way if you believe it so Sometimes you gotta feel you can't just know Another time you need another set of eyes To incentivize, to energize that love below Somebody sees the God in your image Even when you're broken, shy, and timid That Mary J love uptown with no limit Only way to get out is to get up in it Jordan, peel your own onion Lay bare unnecessary cares and assumption Concern yourself with conservation less than consumption Less the clock that you're punctioning More the reason for the function Life's a calculator is but you can solve it hands-free Evaluate it off hand speeds And specifically what the land needs Narcissistically reap what I sow I'm what the man breeds And man we found one hell of a family Pulling coattails and hamstrings From land boats that flow well to Camrys We band together on the gap Outstanding scientific Typically speaking, on that Coldplay, nobody said it was easy. OJ, okay, 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 you ain't gotta be lost to find your way. Just say. Okay, so quick shout out. Uh, today's episode features music from my good friend, fellow artist, super talented individual, good brother, Anand the Grio. Um, so the song that we heard just now during the break is called Narcissist from his album, Alchemy. And you can find Anand's music on Tidal. Uh, if you want to follow him on Instagram, his handle is Anand the Grio. It's A-N-O-N-T-H-E. G-R-I-O-T. Also, uh, the poetry that you heard at the intro, the beginning of this episode, is mine. Uh, that poem is titled Heart Speak. It's from an uh, old poetry album I dropped several years ago called Light Years. So that's what we're vibing to today. Um, now, let's get into the last bit of things that I want to talk about, which is giving you guys some tips, right? So I just went into, I mean, I went all the way in on why and you shouldn't mix practices and why it's not a good idea. Uh, but I don't want to leave you guys with all of the what you shouldn't do's without giving you some kind of directions and tips on, on what you can do, right? Because um, that's, I mean, that's usually how it goes. If people are like, well, if I can't do this, well, what can I do? So, you know, I'm not going to throw all that shade <laughs> and, and and drop all of that without, you know, at least giving you guys some some other routes that you can go to further your spiritual practice, okay? So, you know, the first thing that you can do really, um, the main thing you can do in order to avoid even, you know, the, the, to avoid mixing practices is to find your spiritual niche, you know, like find those, that, that thing that resonates you with you, the thing that's good, that's good, that works for you and work that study that, you know, don't, that's another thing too, because when you start mixing a bunch of practices, 
you end up becoming, you know, a jack of all trades and a master of none. And then you wonder why when you put all this shit together, it doesn't work. It doesn't mix, right? It's because you haven't mastered anything. And honestly, it's it's tiring. It's exhausting. For me personally, as somebody who is initiated in a few different practices, um, it is overwhelming the amount of information and the mastery that you have to learn for one practice not let alone multiple practices, right? Um, so it's best to just slow down, find your niche and work that. And then from there, you know, possibly expand. Um, but if you can master that one thing, you don't really need anything else, right? So um, explore that, explore what your niche is and then just just work that and trust in it. You know, like I said, because mixing practices, all it is displaying is just a lack of trust in your abilities. But if you were to really take the time to find your niche and master it, then you would have the confidence to 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 be able to just work that one thing and know without a shadow of a doubt that you can make your magic pop, right? <clears throat> um, you know, the other thing too is to consult with your spiritual court. You know, because really, honestly, what I found is that your spiritual court dictates pretty much what you practice what you practice and whether or not what you practice is going to work for you what's in alignment you know um because it's your spiritual court that's that's activated by these things that you do so you know i've spoken about this in previous episodes where i talk about learning who your spirit guides are having your ancestor altars and and you know giving regular reverence um, and ritual to your ancestors speaking with them connecting with them and 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 um you know getting to know them in a way where then they guide you on where you should go you know with your practice um that's how i know what i can do you know as far as just my the things that I do, you know, my spiritual court supports me being a medium and working bovidas and doing misas and spiritism. My spiritual court supports my, you know, hoodoo. My spiritual court supports me being a lukumi priestess. My spiritual court supports me, um, you know, um, you know, the other things that I do, right? Spiritually. Um, my spiritual court supports me giving, um, Having, you know, uh, being a Santa Martha devotee, being a Virgin Guadalupe devotee, being a Kalima devotee, my spiritual court directly supports that, you know, but my spiritual court doesn't necessarily support me practicing doing Wicca because there's no nothing in my court. I don't have any spirits in my court that that are connected to that. So I could, you know, I could do all the Wiccan spells in the world and they don't work. But I could do one hoodoo thing and it it pops off. So that's the strength and the importance of knowing your spiritual court, um, because they're going to dictate which what essentially what you can and can't do, or what more importantly what works for you and what doesn't. Right? Um, get with an elder, like you know that's the thing about these mixing of spiritual practices, and you know on the on another side of it too. I was just talking to my partner about this earlier today. I was just saying how, you know, these people who don't want to get initiated and they don't want to work with elders and they want to be solitary witches, which there's nothing wrong with being a solitary witch. It just doesn't work in all practices. You know, you could be a solitary witch in hoodoo as a root worker and conjure. You could be a solitary witch in, in Wicca and occultism and, you know, some of these other, other things, but you can't be no solitary witch when it comes to, um, the the diasporic religions or the african traditional religions they are 
made, they're structured for community. You can't do anything by yourself in those practices, right? Um, and so what I recognize is that, you know, for people who decide that they want to still dabble in those things, but not work with an elder, not work with the community, it just reminds me, this is what I was telling my partner, it reminds me of when I was in college and we had you know, I was, I pledged a sorority, you know, so I was in a sorority and, you know, a black Greek organization. And, you know, we, you know, the people that we would turn away or I would see get turned away from membership or get dropped from the, from, you know, the line, they would get mad and they would band together and they would turn around and they would just create their own thing. And they would basically just take the, the ideals and the, the practices of, of that particular Greek organization or our, you know, Greek organization, if it was like, you know, women that we had turned away and then they would create their own group, but it would be so rogue, you know? And that's what I see. That's what I like in this whole thing too. It's people who don't want to go the route of initiation or were turned away or, you know, can't, don't want to work with an elder, don't want to be held responsible. And then they want to turn around and they just want to create their own thing. And it's like, it doesn't work like that. Right. Um, so just just bite the bullet and get with an elder. They're out there. And I don't want to hear the excuse that, you know, you can't trust elders and you can't. There's scammers out there. Yes, there's scammers in everything that we do. Um, and I know with the pandemic and people being more desperate, these scammers have gotten worse and more bold. But if you've been cultivating your discernment, which is in a podcast that I talked about, one of my first few podcasts on this on this Be The Vibe Radio was about your discernment and cultivating it. So if you are on this path and you have not been cultivating your discernment enough to be able to spot scammers or trust your instincts enough to know when someone isn't right, that's on you. But don't use that as an excuse to not get with a legitimate legitimate elder because they are out there. They are out there and you are better off waiting and working with the, you know, vetting and working with the a legitimate elder than to just do these things on your own. Because these practices, if you mix them and they're not done right, they will kill you. You know, like there'll be spiritual repercussions that will wreak havoc on your life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, like I brought the example of the girls, the coven that did all the, that ritual and the house burned down. They're lucky nobody died. You know, <laughs> they're lucky nobody got hurt. But that's, you know, that's just one exa- one example. These spirits don't play. These energies don't play. And once you offend them, you're hard pressed to 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 make it to make it right. They're hard. You're hard pressed to be forgiven. So the best thing you could do is just get with an elder, get that initiation if you have to, um, get that training if you have to. And if and if you can't find an elder, then just wait, just wait. Okay. You know, especially for the things that require an elder, um, understand and study the spiritual technology you're getting into. And again, it goes back to getting that training, you know, understand and study the spiritual technology you're getting into. Don't just buy books on how to do a spell. Don't like, you know, I, what I have a, online course, you know, the basics, the fundamentals of Hoodoo, Hoodoo 101 or Hoodoo Basics. And I have a resource list and I have a few books on there um, um, that talk about spells and different things. But most of the books I have on there are talking about the history of Hoodoo, 
you know, um, and the 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 historical and the anthropo anthropological, I guess that's a word, um, aspects or or undertones or background of hoodoo. You know, where it comes from, where it stems from. I have books on slave narratives and folk tales and, and you know, um, the histories of hoodoo in the South. And, you know, the, those are the types of books that I recommend and I put on my resource list when I teach classes. Because you, you can't have a full grasp of what it is you're doing without understanding um, and studying the full background of that particular thing. You know, you'd be surprised how many people practice Wicca and don't know that it comes from Great Britain. <laughs> they just think it comes from Europe somewhere, if they even know that. It's like, no, it's specifically, specifically from Great Britain. It's specifically from the UK, Wicca, Wicca. you know? So, um, you know, that alone will help you to understand what it is that you're working with. Okay. So those are my tips. You know, it's pretty basic. You know, like I said, find your niche, your niche, consult with your spiritual court, get with an elder, get initiated if the practice requires it, understand and study the spiritual technology you're getting into. And if you can do those, those four things, you know, you, it will catapult you. It'll not only will it catapult you spiritually, but you will not feel like you need to, you know, throw in a hodgepodge of stuff, <laughs> you know, um, it's like cooking a meal, a soup, and you're throwing every single seasoning into the pot, you know, after a while, that shit gonna be nasty, because these seasonings, you're gonna throw seasonings in there that don't mix, you know, um, spirituality is the same way, you know, so that is it, that is the episode, that is my two cents or 20 cents, because I know I said a lot. I really hope that this um, episode gives you something to think about. Um, I really hope that it, um, you know, broadens your, your perspective or at least gives you an understanding as to why you shouldn't mix practices, why it's not a good idea. Um, and I hope that, you know, the tips that I provide you put you on a track to really kind of make you feel empowered in and trusting yourself and working with finding what it is that you're good at and, and what resonates and works for you in your spiritual practice and just running with it without having to dive into all these other things. Okay. So thank you so, so much for listening. Um, and yeah, that's all I got until next time. I wish you love, I wish you trust, I wish you